Howdy, folks. Mighty Thor cast here, episode 32. We are a Marvel Thor fan podcast. We being myself. And me. And her. That makes we. So this is also a spoiler podcast. The books that we're going to talk about will be spoilt. Spolt as they say in some parts of the country. We bought them presents and everything. So, up this evening, we've got issues 148 and 149 of the first Mighty Thor volume, the 1966 volume, and we have issue 6 of the Mighty Thor 2011 volume, the current volume. Which is really the one that we spoil the most. Yes, and we will tell you when we're up to it. Although, looking back, I have gotten this in my monthly shipment already, so everyone else should have as long as they've been able to keep up. Okay. So, uh, of course, that's no guarantee. I, I realize that, but uh, we'll, we'll let you guys know so that we don't spoil six too badly. So, first up... <laughs> Our reading and rendition may be spoiling enough. Yeah, really. <laughs> First up is... Issue 148. Issue 148. And on the cover, we have the pounding power of the wrecker. And he is pounding away with his crowbar. And Thor's and Balder and Sif are huddled down beneath him. Because if you remember, they have lost all of their Asgardian powers. They still have their Asgardian strength, per se, because they're just strong warrior people. Right. That's just what they are. But they don't have the special powers that they do normally because Odin, in a little tiff fit he's having, has decided that they don't deserve them because they don't listen to him. All parents would love to have the power to, like, lay out their children when they don't listen to them. You don't listen, then you're going to lose this. I'm telling you. Take so your, take so we've, got, we've got Thor and... Loki, Balder, and Sif all on Earth, powerless. And none of them are supposed to be on Earth. Right. That's why they're powerless, because they're so not supposed to be they're there. Not supposed to be well, there. actually, Thor was sent right. to he Earth. Banished he was banished yeah. with no powers. And the others have kind of just, you know, wandered into the scene and lost their powers because they wandered into the scene. So we start out the book with them all realizing that they've been struck by an all-powerful powerful old Odin bolt. Ooh, let me get my lips together An all-powerful Odin bolt. Yes. And the, the skies go dark, the very heavens tremble, and the omnipotent one makes ready to be heard. And we see the lovely eyes. I love the way Kirby does this. He does the eyes in the sky with the big... Thick eyebrows like um, Andy Rooney on 60 Minutes. Big old eyebrows. And and Odin tells them that he's very sorely displeased. Not very. Sorely displeased with their actions and the fact that they aren't listening to him. And by the way, this is Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, Vince Coletta, and Sam Rosen on this issue. If I may suggest... An alternate pronunciation. I believe you may hear the word more frequently pronounced omnipotent. 
rather than omnipotent. omnipotent? Yes. Excuse me. Omnipotent, I believe it's. Thank you very much. Moving on. Odin says that Thor has dared to dis to disobey his orders, Imperial, <laughs> and has been banished to Earth. And the others followed him to help, so they have been struck powerless too. So be it. I have spoken the little cross sign and everything. And so now they're talking about it, and, and Thor is saying, Ha, ah, Loki, you've lost your power just as I've lost mine. How are you going to cause me mischief down here? Let's. You want to meet on equal terms and duke this out as Asgardian warrior to Asgardian warrior? And Loki says, I'm not stupid. Even though we're like we are, you are still more powerful than I because you are the strongest of the most natural strength. And so Loki runs away because he's got to figure out some way to get his power back and attack Thor. And Thor calls him a spineless jackal as he runs. And Sif is hanging all over Thor as she is wont to do. And Baldur's looking on um, rather enviously as he is wont to do. Now we switch over to the penthouse that has just been burgled. We have the manservant perhaps all tied up to a pillar inside the penthouse and the rich couple have just gotten back in their fur coats saying this place is a shambles. What happened to all our stuff? They've taken everything. And the manservant is like, he called himself the wrecker. So the older gentleman, the, the rich man, has just called the police and said, I have been robbed by the wrecker. We switch to the police department, and the officer saying, the wrecker, again? Yes, sir, we'll put everybody on it that we can. And they start talking about what a slippery eel and a menace the wrecker is. And commenting on the fact that it's a good thing he doesn't have any superpowers like some of the other foes they've seen since Thor's come to town. And all they have to do is deal with a thief. So the police are out looking for him. He's pretty good at hiding. He's right there on the side of the building on a ledge and they can't see him. And he's like, the wrecker's like, I got away scot-free. I'm fine. So he, he's he's trying to find another victim because he got had to leave all his loot when he got discovered the first time. So then we switch to Dr. Blake's office building, and there is a gentleman from the local diner coming down the hall going, hmm, I wonder when the doc got back. He ordered this whole big order of stuff, knocks on the door, and lo and behold, there is Thor, Balder, and Sith, and they have ordered the food from the local diner. And Thor borrows some money from, from Dr. Blake's wallet to pay for it and sends him on his little merry way, and they start to eat and talk about what they're going to do. Because they cannot just sit idle. They have to have something to do. And Thor's like, I don't know what we're going to do either. But And Sif's like, well, you know, I'm still here with you, brave one. And he's like, we don't have time for that, Sif. We've got to figure out what we're going to do here, what, we're, what, what our purpose here on Earth is going to be. And Sif's like, oh, I'm ready to speak of love. <laughs> Thor's like, no, we've got things we got to do. She's yeah. always ready to speak of love. Well, Sif apparently feels that they got things they got to do, too. I know. I know. And now we go to another apartment building, and lo and behold, here's Loki with his idea of what he's going to do. He is going to summon his sister in evil, the Norn Queen, and see if she can give him some powers so that he will be able to defeat Thor. It doesn't matter what kind of trouble he's in. The only thought he has is defeating Thor. 
I'm telling it's all, you. All he thinks about. It's all he thinks about. So he hears a noise and he's like, what, what, no, I don't, what is that? Oh, never mind. I've got to get back to what I'm doing. And it turns out that it's um, the wrecker outside his window looking for his next victim. By the way, Loki does not have his big horned helmet on. He has it in a box. I don't know why, but he has it in a box. So he, the Loki is summoning the Norn Queen. And as he is summoning her, the wrecker smashes into the apartment, knocks Loki down, finds his lovely horned hat in the box puts it on his head and at that moment the norn queen appears out of a mist sees this big figure with the loki helmet on and assumes it's loki and says fine here is what you want leave me alone our debt is ended i owe you nothing else so of course it's not loki it's the wrecker so now he has all these powers that the Norn Queen has given. Loki wakes up and says, what are you doing with my helmet? And Rucker's like, well, you can have your stupid helmet. i got a crowbar. I don't need that. I've got all these powers, too. And Loki's like, no. Who, how, how, how dare you? How, how, dare, how dare you take my power? And Rucker just, like, holds his hand out. And there's a force field of some sort that holds Loki back. And he tells him some chick came in and gave me some power, and I like it. And I'm going to go make myself the richest man in the world. I'm going to steal a whole bunch of loot because i got a magic power. We switch back to the Dr. Blake's office where Thor and Sif and Balder are sitting there trying to entertain themselves. So they've turned on the TV and they're talking about how useless it is. But What's there's on? nothing entertaining on TV. Sure there is. What's on the TV there? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. But they're saying there's nothing entertaining on this TV. Well. I hear that from my mother a lot. So they're talking about how they want to be back in Asgard and, and hear the sound of swords clashing and the beauty of the celestial sunset. And Sif's like, well, we're Asgardians no more. we got to get used to this. And it's interrupted. It's a news bulletin on the TV. And they start talking about the wrecker. And Thor's like, oh, no. What has happened? How did he get this power? It has to be Loki. They're smart. They know it's Loki. Everything. I'm, I'm, everything's I mean, Loki. It's, it's not. Tough. So they run off to find the record to see what they can do about this power and and and, and what he's doing, and th- then we cut over to the police who have found the record and are trying to arrest him. And of course, they can do nothing to him because he can create force fields and has magical powers. So he tells the police, you know, you have no, you have no recourse. There's nothing you can do. Let me show you. Puts his um, crowbar. crowbar underneath the building. Flips the building over with one simple move. And they're like, ooh, no, we can't do anything about that. And then they notice, here comes Thor. They see Thor. And Thor says, don't worry about this. I will take care of this. And the Wrecker's like, who are you? You'll be helpless against me. And causing long hair. <laughs> so Thor and Wrecker start fighting. And Wrecker says, oh, wait a minute. Let's make this one-on-one. And he shoots a beam at Sif and Balder. And tells them to go back where they came from. Which is the same thing he had done to Loki in the room when Loki was was coming at him. So now all three of them are back in Asgard. Because he has sent them back from where you came. So now it's just him and Thor. And he's decided he wants to beat up Thor. He don't want to send him back. He just wants to beat him up. And Thor's like, I don't know what I'm going to do because he has superhuman power. So they begin battling. And it's, it's wonderful battling art mr kirby thank you very much we have um very kinetic panels here where they're where they're fighting each other and 
you can tell that Thor is getting the worst of the battle because Wrecker is like bringing buildings down on top of him. But Thor's like, I've got to do something. I'm the only one that stands between him and the human race. I have got to be able to do something. And Wrecker's just beating him up. It's got him pinned down, beating him up. And now we switch to Asgard. And Odin sees that Balder and Sif have returned. And then he's like, so, it's good to see you back. And they're like, Thor's in danger. The God of Thunder is in grave danger. And Odin's like, there is no God of Thunder. He who was is Thunder God no longer. And Balder's like, but he's your son. You can't just leave him. And, and Odin's like, I can if I want to. My son has erred. He must pay his penance. Whatever the danger, I shall not intrude. And so be it. And that's the end of this episode. What do you think, Ed? Um, pretty good stuff. Excellent Kirby art. Yes. Um, very um, much a continuation of the Lee Kirby writing mm-hmm. that has been going on. The Wrecker. Uh, will be a character that we will see up until now. Um, he's been running around here very recently, actually, getting into some stuff. Um, I'm not sure here, but he also, the Wrecker, will pick up a crew. Oh, okay. The Wrecking Crew. Hey! Um, and uh, four, uh, three, three other guys, four total. And, and they will all have um, kind of construction equipment, construction equipment e powers. Okay. I, I forget exactly how all of that comes together, but it's related to the fact that the wrecker has powers. I remember that. Um, not sure if it happens here later on or where, but so um, yeah, just again, it's cool to see uh, the wrecker. Uh, who you know this this is his origin and here is this character that continues on to current day so that's that's pretty cool to see i like that so let's just move on to 149 which is a continuation of this same story and it's called when falls a hero the front cover has some panels um reminding us of the battles that the wrecker and thor were having and then at the very bottom of the panel we see thor laying in a big old pile of mortar and brick where the wrecker has torn down a building on top of him. This one also is um, Kirby, Lee Kirby, Coletta Rosen. And it starts out with wrecker asking Thor, how does it feel to be helpless, helpless against the wrecker who got his enchanted power from Loki himself? When did he realize that that was Loki and that that's where he got his power? I don't remember Loki telling him. Anyway, okay. And Thor says, I don't care. Thor's never helpless. So they start to battle again, back and forth, talking some smack talk. Thor's throwing his hammer. Wrecker's like, I don't care. Here's my crowbar and smacking him. Nothing can hurt me. And they're battling, and he's he's knocked out, Thor. And we go back to Asgard, and we see Sif and Balder looking in the crystal that Odin has, seeing that Thor is laying there injured and not knowing what to do because Odin has forbidden them to return to earth and they're just, they're, they're torn. Never, never hath the heart of Sith been host to such aching grief. She says a very Shakespearean. And so they wander out into the garden trying to find Odin and they are struck 
by some sort of mist. No, I'm sorry, they did, they weren't. They left the they left the vision of the chamber of visions, and then the mist appeared in the chamber of visions. Sorry, and it's Loki. He has decided he's going to steal the um, orb so that no one can see what's going on with Thor. He doesn't right. want Odin to be able to see that Thor is about to be killed, actually, and and stop it. So right. he has stolen the the orb. And we switch back to Earth where the Wreckers in the bank taking all the money, saying there's nothing you can do. And the police are trying to stop him, and he's laughing at him and saying, yeah, you know, just might as well give up. And he leaves the building by ripping a big hole into it with his mighty crowbar. And then suddenly in comes Thor again. He has gotten up from his pile of rubble that he was in. His knocking-outedness. His knocking-outedness, saying, the foe is mine. The task is mine. I will take care of him. The battle is mine. And I shall protect the mortals as I said. And Wrecker's like, fine, this is just between us. Let me get my crowbar back out here and give you another whooping. Tell me something, Curly. What does it feel like to be on the receiving end for a change? Curly. Called him long hair and now Curly. And now Curly, mm-hmm. yeah. So there's this... Beautiful art, once again, beautiful panels of the of the of the battle. Things are being ripped apart. The machinery is being ripped apart, and there's all these little pieces of machinery, and you can kind of recognize that some of them probably belong to a car, and it's just metal flying everywhere, building and brick flying everywhere. And when the smoke clears, Wrecker can't find Thor, and all of a sudden he swings across over top of his head, grabs his crowbar with his feet, and takes it. And Crowbar's like, I don't care. I'm still the Joker with the enchanted powers. I'm going to beat you. Switch back to Asgard. Once again, Balder and Sif have gone to Odin going, please, please, please. Please, your son is close to death. Please let us help. And Odin's like, thank you, the heart of thy liege. Be cold and uncaring. I do but seek to punish Thor. I have no wish to see him slain. So they said, well, then you need to go to the Chamber of Visions and look in the orb because he's about to be killed. So they go to the chamber, but the crystal is gone because Loki has stolen it. And he's like, they're like, so who do you think might have done this, Odin? Hmm. Hmm. The most cunning Loki. Said, so you have, for-, and Baldur's like, you have forbidden me to return to Midgard or Earth. Let me go to the Norn Forest where I can find the evil one, the Norn Queen, and see if I can get her to take her powers back from this Joker here on Earth. And then Thor can take him. Because if he's just got earthly human powers, Thor's natural ability as a warrior is greater than that. And he can take him. So we go back to Earth, and here is still a battle ensuing between the wrecker and thor there's he's picking up large cranes pieces of machinery and throwing them at thor and and thor's doing his best to dodge them but not doing a very good job most of the time so he's laid out and wrecker goes up and gets his crowbar back says you don't need this you're 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 knocked out i've stripped you of all your powers and and i've punished you and nobody can stand against the wrecker you call yourself the thunder god and that gets thor mad because then he says, never shall Odin's son be humbled. So they start fighting all over again. And Thor gives his, by Asgard's golden gates, let there be death before surrender speech. We've heard this one before. Yep. 
talking himself into a frenzy. Yes, so I can... am the son of Odin. Still doth the proud blood of Asgard throw flow through my veins. Still shall I fight, and still shall I endure. A victory expected is triumph without meaning. And he comes up with this great glow of light coming out from him, and he starts pushing back on the machinery that Wrecker is trying to wreck him with and says there will be a victory of which minstrel shall sing. And, and Rick Wrecker's like, oh, I thought you was done for. And we get the for Asgard, for honor, eternal battle cry from That's, Thor. Yeah. <laughs> That's his battle cry. And he punches Wrecker, and he goes flying off in the air. And he starts fighting him like, with a, like a tiger. And it doesn't really seem to matter because Wrecker still has his powers, and he's like, you know. I'm still going to beat you up. And Thor's like, oh, what am I going to do? I've never come across anybody like this. So Wrecker brings down a whole big building that Thor's on top of so that he can show Thor that you can't escape from me and I can I can demolish you. So then we switch back to Balder and Sif, who are going to the Norn Queen's lair to talk to her. And it's been said that if you go into the land of the Norn Queen, that she will take your soul. So Balder's trying to talk Sif into not coming, and she's like, I am a warrior of Asgard, and I will come and, and, and fight this fight. So now, Wrecker then is looking through all the rubble, trying to find Thor, because he knows he's in that building somewhere, the pile of buildings somewhere that he has thrown on top of him. So he's trying to find him, so he'll know where he is. And he finds him unconscious in the rubble. And says he won't fight the wrecker or anyone else anymore. And that's the end of this issue. So Thor's just getting himself beat all whooped. over the place. He is getting whooped. Every once in a while, you got to have Thor have a good opponent. Well, because so often he doesn't. We've seen that the only way that he can be beaten is to not have any of his power. Right. Because that's that's how it's going down now. So any of his power. And right now he's just like a straight. Every day as Guardian. He has nothing related to the fact that he's a Thunder God. He has nothing related to the fact that he's Odin's son. Even his mallet, even his hammer doesn't have any powers. Any enchantment on it. Yeah, it's just a regular war hammer. Yeah. So. All right, next up is the current Thor volume, uh, issue six. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. The creative team on this is... Matt Fraction, Oliver Coipel, Coipel, Mark Morales on inks, and Joe Sabino on letters. I have been, I must say, I've been very anti the art of the new Thor after reading, because I started out, I'm I'm a newbie to, to comics, and we started out with doing some old and a new, and it's just struck me how clear the art is in the old as opposed to the new and I really didn't like one whole one whole storyline because oh, of the art was, it was just nasty was but I love this cover of this one the big face of Galactus a huge Thor and then we go on down and we see the destroyer the destroyer holding Thor's holding Thor's hammer I like this cover I think it's very clean it's very well done I just like it. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. And it is done by uh, Coipel, Morales, and Martin. 
the same team that does the interiors mm-hmm. did the cover for this one. So we open with Loki and the uh, ooze diving into water, mud, whatever it is, of the injured world tree with the seed being chased by these those those things that uh, attacked Thor when he and Sif went down and bit him or cut him or stung him or whatever it ended up doing to him and hurt him. Next, we see the pastor from Broxton talking to Galactus, mm-hmm. who I believe has reduced his aspect some. I think he's normally bigger than this. Uh, but he came down last issue to fight uh, because of his fight with Odin. And so now he is actually on the planet walking around at about, I don't know, 150, 200 feet tall, something like that. Mm-hmm. So so he is, um, the this preacher is attempting to talk to him, and Galactus is having none of it. He's powering up, getting ready to attack someone, and we see Thor and uh, Silver Surfer come riding in with Lady Sif riding on the surfboard, which kind of perturbed Thor last issue that mm-hmm. she was riding with him. Uh, Thor indicates that Odin is getting ready to strike the castle Asgard. That's what he's powering up to do is to launch a, a bolt against it. Switching back to the ground, we see that the pastor from Broxton is talking to Volstagg, trying to get Volstagg to stop the fighting uh, since he tried to talk to Galactus and get him to stop and Galactus didn't listen. No, said no. So he came over to Volstagg to get uh, try to get the Asgardians to stop and basically Volstagg in his own way gives him the same answer that Galactus did and that is no. Just more wordy. That's Volstagg for you. Yeah. As uh, Thor and Silver Surfer are homing in on just the whole situation because they were, they were pretty far away from it. So they're homing in, uh, Silver Surfer is homing in on the seed because that's the power source that he detected that Galactus wants. So that's that's like his beacon. As they're coming in, Thor suddenly loses his hammer as it's, it's ripped out of his hand, goes flying on ahead towards Asgard, Thor crashes to the ground. The hammer flies and is grabbed by this thing that you kind of see here, but maybe not too clearly. Can't really tell what it is. Turns out that it is the Destroyer. I think if, you, if you've if you seen the Destroyer and know who it is, you can tell that that's him. Okay. okay. Because of the armor. And he woke up because <coughs> Loki took the seed away. Mm-hmm. So, in theory, the Destroyer is trying to get the seed back, which is what he was tasked by Odin to do is to protect the seed. Mm -hmm. Why then would he need Thor's hammer for the seed? The Destroyer and Galactus apparently are getting ready to face off, but the Silver Surfer finally gets to Galactus, and between the fact that he tells him, but also Galactus can sense it also, if he just takes a moment, Galactus realizes that the thing that he was doing all this for, that he was fighting for, is suddenly gone. Mm-hmm. So he powers down and stops. Meanwhile, Volstagg comes up and starts um, messing with Galactus. 
just talking like smack. yeah Galactus uh, or talking Volstagg smack and in the midst of his firing off at Galactus Galactus uses his power and just disappears so now we're left with Volstagg and the Asgardians and the Broxton pastor and the people of Broxton all kind of gathered on the uh, I guess we could call it the plains of Asgard Thor and Lady Sif are there. Odin is off to the side unconscious from his fighting of Galactus. And Galactus and the Silver Surfer have disappeared. Uh, in disappearing, they didn't really disappear per se. What they did is they just, uh, I guess, teleported up into Earth orbit. Mm-hmm. Out the space. Because from there it's going to be easier to try to find the missing seed uh, to zero in on it because they can overlook parts of the whole planet. Meanwhile, Odin finally rousts, and he and, uh, he and Thor have a word or two. As Thor is fussing at him, the hammer comes back to Thor, and we find out that it was Odin who prompted the destroyer to get Thor's hammer to fight Galactus because Odin, although he was conscious, didn't have the power left in him to do it. Mm -hmm. So even though the destroyer, I thought, was after the, the seed, he was being preempted, I guess, in that by Odin to fight Galactus. So Thor bitches at him about his plans within a plan within a plan. He asks him, so where is the seed? Where is Loki? Do you have him doing something? Is he part of your plan? One day your plan's not going to work and you'll see what happens then and all this other stuff. And Odin's like, ah, I don't have to explain anything to you anyways. You're a boy. So it's... Go away. Um, so he and Sif go off to find Loki. Yeah, they go off to find him. And I'm not sure how they... But they go right where he is. But, yeah, they go to the edge of the, um, I don't know, Iker pool or whatever. I don't know what this stuff is. It's coming out of the injured world tree and making a... uh, Allowing access to it. And I I keep referring to it as like water because everybody has to breathe and they make like air bubbles. And maybe it's not water. Maybe it's just some sort of energy that you have to fight your way through. I don't know. But it looks like some fluid to me. Mm -hmm. So... I like what Thor says to Loki when he sees him. What did you do? Just like any parent. Oh, yeah, exactly. (laughs) What did you do? (laughs) Thor also realizes the importance of the seed. Mm -hmm. And he heard, you know, first the silver surfer, but then definitely because Galactus said it, that the seed couldn't be found. Mm -hmm. So he physically is going to beat up Loki to find out what he did, but then realizes what he's doing Mm -hmm. and releases Loki. And Loki throws a little fit, finally realizing that Thor views him the same as everyone else does. Mm -hmm. But it's a bit more forgiving. He he hurts his little feelings. Yes. Is basically what happened. We cut to Broxton, where the uh, pastor is sitting outside his church, and the Silver Surfer comes to visit. Silver Surfer is kind of curious because 
he's familiar with Earthlings, and he is wanting to know, uh, superficially, what this man thinks of having met Galactus. So that's what the conversation is about. Actually, what is happening is the Silver Surfer is sizing him up. Mm-hmm. He's 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 testing uh, the the psychological metal of this little human. Because at least this little little human was brave enough to go and stand before Galactus and say, stop. Right. Please stop. He had no powers. Right. Nothing. I mean, there is there is nothing he could do to to Galactus, to protect himself, to anything. I mean, um, so, yeah, I guess maybe in his own way, the Silver Surfer was... Impressed. Al- almost impressed. Yeah. I mean, he's seen a lot, so... Truly being impressed would would really surprise me, but yeah, he's like, wow, you know, th- this this guy's got some some stuff in him. The Silver Surfer makes a deal between Galactus and the Asgardians to cease hostilities because the seed is gone. What the Silver Surfer will do is he will stay on Earth to try, or not try, but he will stay on Earth until the seed is found, kind of as the almost a guard. Mm-hmm. To make sure that nothing happens until the seed is found, and of course Galactus says, "Well, no, you can't do that. You can't stay on Earth because he needs a herald. He needs somebody to go around searching for him and, and everything like that." So to solve that problem, what the Silver Surfer proposes is, "I will stay on Earth as this uh, as as the lookout. You can take my powers. I will I will learn to be an Asgardian." Uh, if the Asgardians will teach me. And in return, high and mighty Galactus, you can have this humble human as your new herald. Um, all of which is news to the humble herald, uh, humble, humble human. Mm-hmm. He, he, had like, a, what? he had no idea this was coming. <laughs> uh, the Asgardians are all standing there basically nonplussed. Odin is saying, you know, as far as the... Silver Surfer staying until the seat is found, no hostilities. I agree with all that. As far as the Silver Surfer being able to or not being able to stay because he's a herald and Galactus needs a herald, he doesn't care. Galactus says, well, you know, that that's interesting. And you have been around for quite a while. I guess we can, you know, give this a try. Um, you've, you've served me faithfully. And, um, you know, this human looks as good as any other. So we'll, we'll go ahead and, and give this a try. So he depowers um, Silver Surfer, and the Silver Surfer is allowed to stay. Meanwhile, Thor and Loki have their final sit-down as far as, you know, wow, you treated me kind of badly there in the heat of the moment. Mm-hmm. What What's up with that? Thor says to him pretty much that I just lost my head. I love you. You're my brother. I'm sorry. I I, I lost my head. You know, punch on the arm. I like you. But the bottom line, Loki asks, do you trust me? And Thor says, well, of course not. Go get some rest. You're, You're Loki. Why would I trust you? No, you know, off with you. So I figure that is the final thing that will change the perceived relationship that Loki feels he and Thor has. And I, I, think. I think the way he said it, though, because he wasn't that, what you, did, what you just said, he wasn't that detailed. 
He just said, don't be stupid. No. Yeah, he said. Go get some rest, Loki. Just don't be stupid. So Loki could take that either way. Don't be stupid. Of course I trust you. Or don't be stupid. Oh, I know well, who you are. Okay. Yeah, I guess he could. He could take it either way. You're right, because he didn't say. He didn't say, I do or don't. He, he just, just said, said don't, don't be, be stupid. stupid. Yeah. With so. his glowing wound still evident. Yeah, down here on his side. Yeah. Next scene is Galactus flying through space with his new power cosmic chubby pastor leading him to his next planet to consume so there we go with issue six i like some of the humor they put in the writers are putting in this one well it's i mean think of the the situation you know uh galactus and odin Mm -hmm. galactus and the pastor uh the contrast between galactus or uh, between silver surfer son of galactus and thor son of odin so there you know there's a lot of of uh, comparisons um that's maybe not juxtaposition i'm i'm not sure what the word is there but you know going on that that you can that you can see and now we have silver surfer who they're trying to teach how to wear clothes cuz he's not used to wearing anything hanging around for sif to uh maybe fall upon when thor succumbs to his glowing wound or, or just isn't around anymore. Or just isn't around anymore. Yeah. She's already been riding on a surfboard. Which is not a euphemism. No. She was actually riding on his surfboard. On his cosmically powered. Yes. Power cosmically powered surfboard. Um, is it getting any better? Let's move on. Next episode, we've got lined up issues 150 and 151 of the 66 volume of Mighty Thor. And issue 628 of the 2011 volume of Journey into Mystery, which came out the same week that the Thor did. Okay, do have a little bit of feedback here. We have an email from PM and can't really tell. So I'll keep my comments gender neutral. PM indicates Ed and Terry Ann. I recently came across the Mighty Thor cast on iTunes and I downloaded a group of more recent podcasts to keep me company at work. I really enjoy it. Whereas some podcasts only discuss opinions of the art, you share the stories themselves. I used to collect comic books when I was younger. I'm now married with five kids of my own, so my time is more to premium now. I'd say. I would say as well. And I was always drawn, no pun intended, to Thor and the pantheon of other gods Marvel feature. Since it was predominantly an interest of mine in the 80s, With your 60s versus current book discussions, I really feel like the stories are all new to me. So he's like right in the middle what he knew of of what we're talking about. I'm curious as to what your connection is. Are you married? I get the impression you are. How did you choose to both get into these books and start doing the podcast? Thanks for your podcasts and keep up the good work. I'm looking forward to staying current but also catching up when I can with your podcast archives. So, yes, I guess we can let the secret out. Terry Ann and I are married. Yes. Um, as far as the, the specifics of the how and the why of the show, that's not that's not necessarily a, a set kind of this is what happened, this is what happened, this is what happened kind of thing. Um, I've been a comic book fan, and I've done a couple comic book podcasts before. Terry Ann wanted to podcast also. Uh, we do another podcast that is not comic, but she wanted to, or I talked her into, or 
it's hard to say exactly what the combination was, of doing a podcast on, on a comic book or comic book character. Well, so, what it was is I used to sit and listen to you do one of your other podcasts that you used to do about comic books, and I was highly entertained and thought that it was it sounded like a whole lot of fun. So when that one was put on hiatus and you were looking for something else to do, I think that's when we came up with let's do one together and let's do Thor. You were like, well, do you want them? I'm like, yes, before you even got the question out. Okay. So that is the hows and whys of the show. I'm not exactly sure why Thor. Because he's cute. Okay. Uh, I mean, you know, there's a million possibilities we could have done. Yeah. Well, (laughs) Thor was one that I was familiar with not having so much read him, but just, you know, I knew who who Thor was. I knew of the character. So, and probably about when we started this, we had been hearing about the movie coming up, too. Mm -hmm. So we knew that was on the horizon. Yeah. So, so. PM, there you go. There's a little background on us, on the on the, the podcast. Um, I have been reading books for thirty some years. Uh, Cherry Ann has been reading comic books since she was younger. But when she was younger, they were the Archie and Jughead, the Mad Magazine. Yeah, ones like that. I never got into the serial ones that really like the superheroes. I never got into superheroes. I was more the funny. Comic books, right? The they more, really didn't have much story arc or uh, anything. Just, yeah, gags and yeah. yeah. Uh, the more recent kind of stuff I got you into, but not real heavy. I mean, I'm yeah. I've I've grown to appreciate the uh, graphic art. I read comic books all day long, but I don't necessarily shove a whole up yeah a lot of them your way and say here here here. There, you know, we've we've been to a couple of of. Hero cons, and I've discovered a few indie artists that I like, and 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 read those, and have those series. But uh, still, not really into the superhero too much. Haven't haven't ventured off into the comic books. Now, I love the movies, love the X Men movies, love the the Hulk movies, and the Captain America movie was good. I mean, I I have just haven't gotten to the books per se of all the superheroes. Of so there we go. There's a little background. If you want to know more. You can email us at themightythorpodcast at gmail.com. The website for the show is comicbooknoise.com slash Thor. We also have a fan page on Facebook, The Mighty Thorcast. I think those are the main ways. Mm-hmm. Also, I've recently started on uh, Google Plus letting folks know whenever the shows come out, putting po- posting a notice of when the shows get posted um if you want to do that you can circle edward elmore jr that's me and um as the show comes out you will you will get that notice but also be aware that i do other podcasts so i post notice of all of them on occasion i'll post something else on google plus also because that's my personal well of course it's my personal account um so just keep in mind that that's not the only thing that'll come through if you if you circle. I think that's all. Yeah. Okay. Thanks a lot, guys, for tuning in. Thanks a lot, uh, PM, for the feedback. Thank you, Mr. Coward, for being our behind-the-scenes tech guru for all things podcasting. That's not bad, just off the top of my head. I'm I kind of like you. that word. Podcasting. Podcasting. 
appreciate it, Derek, and uh, everyone listening, and thank you folks that this is your first podcast. Um, show's getting a little long in the tooth. We've got 31 other episodes to listen to if you want to catch up. Now, you don't have to. It's not like a comic book. You can just jump in and listen to a podcast anytime you want. You don't have to listen to them in order. We will uh, do this again here in a couple weeks, and hopefully you guys will still be around to listen. We'll talk to you then. Bye. This is a Teal Production. <laughs>